This is Bang Your Bookie's Wife, the sports gambling podcast that, after a breeze piatus like Chris Beard, is still somehow hireable in the state of Mississippi. We don't really understand it either, and I'm Joe Public, uh, joined by my co-host Rain Man. It is conference championship week. It's March. It is March. And it is March. Do you have one pick in the conference championship that you feel particularly bullish on? Yes. There are few value picks on the board when you wait this long to invest in tournament championship. But that will not deter us because it's March, baby. And my favorite pick on the board, this one is value. Texas A&M plus 500 to win the SEC. I know that's going to hurt you, Joe, and hurt Capper if he was here. But, man, do I love this pick. Love a cold school in March. Yeah, Capper, unfortunately, can't join us. Uh, he was supposed to, but he allegedly fell asleep. He might be dead. There's no way of knowing. It's always a slippery slope with him. Um, there's a chance he might just wake up, come to, and just join the podcast. Uh, but for now, Zombie Cap. I wish we could weekend and Bernie's, weekend and Bernie's him onto the podcast, but podcast doesn't really work for that, does it? Not the right medium for that. Not the right medium. Prank, if you will. Please weekend at Bernie's me if I ever die during March Madness. I just want to be part of it. <laughs> Bring him out to the bar. <laughs> Listen, man. It's the real Coach JB here. Man, I hear you've been hanging out with the wrong fucking crowd like a slapdick you are, man. Everybody thought you were fucking smart and all that shit because you watch CNN and MSNBC and fucking Fox News and all that shit. Sounds like you're a fucking dreamer. You're getting dumber. Get your fucking ass figured out. Go watch the real show. Watch. We will ban your bookies, wife. Step your game up. Stop being a slap dick. Make today a great day. This is Bang Your Bookies Wife. Next week, if Capper is alive, we will do our official BYBW bracket. Always fun. I think that's... We yell at each other a lot on this podcast, but I don't know if we get as personally upset with each other as we do during the bracket pick the stakes are so high in that bracket because you could lose your final four school because on a whim, like you assholes last year, just taking Texas to advance no matter what. Hook them. Um, <laughs> let's, uh, well, th- I think like uh, in earnest, like we're really, really getting into it. Probably starting tomorrow. The major conference tournaments are starting. We have a few futures picks. We're going to go through all the conference tournaments, the big ones at least. Uh, to to warm you up for March, the ones that haven't started yet. Yeah, for sure. Rain man, you you've been in the lab a bit. You've been doing some research for this. I have a lab, and I'd like to unveil a new theory slash system I'm working on. Okay, right I hate it. Tell me. So Bart Torvik allows you to sort the metrics based off various reference dates and windows, and it will rerun their algorithms. So. And I think that this is more true of conference tournaments than in March itself where talent tends to play a little bit. But if you're limping into a conference tournament, especially if you don't need a win to get into March, then I think that that's going to show and they're not necessarily going to be ready. So I like to look at a shorter sample size of what have you done for me lately. I picked a sample size starting January 26th because it was a relatively busy weekend that last week of January. I went with Thursday, January 26th, and all of my metrics on Torvik are going to be only those last 10 or 11 games for each team. That I think this is going to be really helpful. And then you use Ken Palm for season total, and you start to paint a picture of what a team can do in a conference tournament. I think that explains the Aggie pick. Of course, uh, last year, UNC, they got hot in a conference tournament after they being got hot. average. We, we see it every year. 
So I, I do think that that is why if you're planning on investing on a game by game level in March, you're doing yourself malfeasance if you aren't watching basketball this week. You got to be watching basketball this week. The, like we said it, well, we said it in our last never to be released podcast, but it's time. Yeah, you you better have been in the lab the last two weeks because it's time. Yeah, when we get the when we get the Patreon up and running, you guys will be able to listen to the unreleased BYBW podcast. I know after after dark podcast. I know there was a large chunk we had to cut out anyway because it was very offensive to some marginalized group, but. Uh, <laughs> I'm glad we didn't publish it because that doesn't matter. Um, we <laughs> <laughs> it's like it never happened. Never happened. We're good people again. I wish, I wish I hadn't mentioned it. I probably shouldn't have mentioned. I think we probably scared Capper off. That's what happened. He listened to that episode. He's like, "Nope, is it? I'm done." Is it cancelable to talk about having a cancelable episode that you didn't put out so to get canceled? Is it cancelable to mention the cancelable thing? Let us know and leave a five star review with your comment. Ah, that's the right answer. That's always the right answer. Uh, let's go. Let's just get into jumping into some of these tournaments. Uh, we'll start with the one where uh, ACC. You're taking Duke, right? Is there? Any, are you taking someone besides Duke, or are you taking Duke? I'm I'm taking Duke. I think Duke because they started off pretty poorly uh, at the beginning of the season and kind of like lingered into the middle of the season didn't look that great but coach shire is actually coaching this team it's just very refreshing you know my opinions on coach k he could recruit he couldn't coach recruiting in college basketball is often enough but it's refreshing to see duke play defense they are slapping the floor again at least metaphorically <laughs> and they look really good uh they are going to have two seven footers on the floor at any given time which is going to be a size mismatch for a lot of teams especially teams not used to playing them look forward to that in the actual tournament but since Thursday, January 26th. That's going to be our reference date. Duke has been the 21st best team in the country. Uh, Miami is the next best ACC team at 38. That's way far below, but they're ranked 124 on defense, which means they could get stake bit by any team, uh, even before they would play Duke. Clemson's third at 51. The ACC is absolute trash. Duke's pretty good. Duke should be able to easily hit the ACC at least make the finals because they have that double buy plus 275 is going to be good value. And then I didn't mention UVA, even though they're, I think, the favorite or the second favorite to win by the odds. They've been absolutely terrible on the road. They've lost three of their last four. They've been ranked 84th since the reference date. They are an irrelevant team. Fade them in the tournament as well. Fascinating little bit about the ACC, too, is just the fact that UNC currently out of the field plus 750 in the ACC tournament. Because they have to. You want to talk they about a team to. that has you know, to? I, I think UNC is a better chance than UVA. If you're taking, a, if you're taking a long shot, I guess like because they're they got they made a run last year and they're in do man those guys really they got paid by I guess it is the flip side of nil right these guys got paid. By, I don't hate Clemson as a long shot. Plus six fifty. I'm saying on Fanduel. Yeah, I, I I like if I'm not taking Duke, I'm taking Clemson. But God, this conference is awful. I I UNC could, might have an argument for being one of the most disappointing teams that of I can time. remember in, of all time. Just they returned. They, everybody. They'd be the first uh, one preseason ranked team to not make the tournament for real. That yeah yeah, which is that's that's a lot. 
And it's mind blowing. And, and the thing you, is, like, they weren't one because of freshmen. They were one because they went to the fucking finals last year and returned everyone. And it's not like they had a ton of injuries or anything. They no, just, Baycott's going to make the All ACC team. They just like first, first team. Fucking success. They just lost games. They just kept. Lo- I th- what was so funny about them is just like. I feel like every college basketball fan was just like, "All right, well, they're gonna turn it around. They're gonna turn it around," and then they just they just, they just never did. They're just a classic case of not being that good. Uh, let's it, go. it's classic. Leave it all on the floor to spoil Coach K's Final Four. Let's go. Never to, forget Brady Manick, not on that team. But, tribute one of the best college basketball players' oh man. performances I've ever seen. No, I will say, uh, God bless that team for fucking up Coach K's last year. I'll always love UNC for that. Let's go to the uh, Big Ten tournament. Uh, a conference where theoretically a national champion could emerge. Uh, I do like Purdue, but they seem to have faded a bit down the stretch. If I was going to take a long shot pick in this, and you might despise this, give me Northwestern in this conference tournament. They play great defense, really, really good defense. What What are the odds on Northwestern? They're plus. A th- I know that they have a pretty good record. Plus a thousand. What? Yeah, so that's terrible, and I'm going to tell you why. <laughs> so North Northwestern, they're actually pretty good. Uh, seven good. and five over the last twelve, thirtieth. N- not not terrible, but if you want a long shot, look no farther than Michigan, and you're going to get twenty five to one on Michigan as opposed to ten to one. And Michigan is the better team with more talent. They are ranked fourth currently in the Big Ten since that reference date. I don't know if you watched the game this weekend on Sunday where they went on the road to Indiana, had the ball with seven seconds left in a tie game in the second half. Completely clock mismanagement there. And they ended up losing in overtime. But that just proves to me that you can have a true road game where they almost won against the second best team in the conference you can win any game in that conference tournament purdue is not unbeatable michigan's got some size to match up with uh purdue's big man and national player of the year i think michigan at 25 to 1 is an absolute steal in value they likely won't do it but man if they do it i don't think anyone's going to be surprised give me the 25 to 1 uh interestingly 15 to 1 on DraftKings. Uh, well, shit, dude. If you have twenty, if you have uh, Bovada, hammer yeah. twenty-five to one now. Fifteen to one sounds more correct. Yeah, I uh, Michigan. I, here's the thing: is like I want to hate them because my 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 first impulse was like, is this just like a case like UNC where it's just like not a good team? But they have some moxie, like, and they seem to make Michigan, especially in the past few years under Juwan Howard. Like last year, they had some bullshit go on, but they they're a pretty solid March team. If I recall, yeah, no, they absolutely and like we we have, we can remember the moments. I think there's another interesting angle here, which is going to be the give a shit angle. So the first game Michigan has to play is they have to beat Rutgers. They should be able to beat Rutgers. Shout out to Caleb McConnell, best defensive player in the country for Rutgers. Won't be enough. Michigan's going to beat Rutgers. And then they get Purdue immediately. Michigan needs to win two games to get into the field comfortably. I think if they beat Rutgers but lose to Purdue, they're probably on the bubble left out, not in. They got to win two games. Purdue's got nothing to play for. Yeah, they could be playing for a one seed but if they get a one seed they're heading out west if UCLA holds serve and gets a one Purdue will be a two in Louisville in the Midwest which is better for them anyways I don't think that Purdue needs to win this game Michigan absolutely would need to win that game if they beat Purdue they'll be favored in every game until at least the championship going forward and you're sitting on that 25 to one slip kind of like that 15 love it at 25 man the 
I think one of the crazier things about the Purdue the the Purdue game that just like that I think about is last year's team with Jaden Ivy and Zach Eady and also Travion uh, Williams who was one of the better his footwork was so good yeah fuck they shit the bed so bad that Purdue was all they do is shit the bed in March that, that's all they do they, they have lost a little juice down the stretch even though I love them uh, interested to see how they do in our Calcutta but we'll talk more about that uh, I like we can go to the most important conference championship and I'm saying this as a homer but also as a lot lot legit like logically the big 12 tournament I think the national championship the national champion is going to come out of this conference um i i'll say from the outset i you can you can start off the big 12 i'm taking tcu in this conference tournament i love that i uh, thought about tcu i think they are a good value well actually no i'll, I'll say I'll what's say one thing. what's There's your no value in well what 12. well what what do you i have it at 600 it's good comparing offshore versus onshore because i have six plus 600 for tcu on fanduel yeah, I will. I will look it up in a, in a second yeah, here. Yeah. I got Baylor plus four fifty. Okay, that's um, the same as it is on Vandal. Yeah, and, and the reason why is uh, they're fourteenth in Ken Bomb overall, number two in offense, fifteenth in Torvik from that reference date. I think that they are the kind of team that can obviously win this tournament. We've seen them have success in tournaments recently. They're very good. Uh, they've lost three of their last five, so maybe you're getting a little bit of value because they have no juice, but two of those losses are on the road at Kansas and Kansas State. The other is against Iowa State in their last game. They get a rematch right away in that first game of the Big 12 tournament. I think, obviously, Texas and Kansas are better than Baylor, but they have way worse odds, and their odds are terrible, especially when you look at Kansas. I think they're like minus 110. Yeah. And there should be a coin flip against Texas. Uh, Maybe a little bit better because the – games in kansas city but baylor at 450 maybe a bit more value tcu at 600 that's defensible too uh, i think baylor's probably a little bit better than tcu i like baylor a lot because they also have three players that could lead the team in scoring on any given night so you shut down one or one's having a bad game you got two other options flagler cryer bridges have all led baylor in points scored in three of the last in the last three games so there's a lot of sort of diversification in that offense no value in this conference, but Eileen Baylor, fine with TCU. Don't take Kansas or Texas. They don't really have anything to play for in this tournament. Yeah, I think I, I like TCU both in this conference tournament, but also in, in March particularly. Uh, they went, they lost a bunch of games when uh, Mike Miles Jr. wasn't playing. He's like their leading scorer, but they beat Arizona in the tournament last year. Uh, Jamie Dixon... Uh, m- People aren't I, are people talking about him enough because he went to Pitt and he made a fantastic program there. He went to TCU, which was zero, less than zero, nothing as a basketball <laughs> They were less program. than zero, nothing, and he has turned them into a fucking. They are a tough team. He's turned TCU very much into what he had at Pitt. He's recruiting well. He's like keeping people. In, he's keeping the players in the system, and they're just like playing well. Uh, so I, I like them. Um, yeah, I've got TCU at six hundred too. How did they do with their metric? How did TCU do with like your metric of since January, whatever? So, so that's the problem with their, and the reason why I ended up going Baylor is because TCU is a lot worse. They're at sixty-seven. They're four and seven in their last eleven. Meanwhile, you have Baylor 
uh, sitting at fifteen. So yeah, I think the t- but like I said, I before, think the four fifty versus six hundred. You, you want to take the better team there? Yeah, the re- the reason why I think it is misleading is because yeah, they lost four games in a row, but Mike Miles Jr., their best player, wasn't playing. Right, Miles yeah. is back in tournament. Yeah. The, the rating systems don't account for that. Uh, so we can go. Let's go to the SEC next. Uh, another. This is a tough one. Uh, no, it's not. It's the it's best not. pick on the board. It's Texas A and M. Well, it's A and M's the easiest good. one. You're, you're getting five to one. They're eleventh since that re- reference take. Uh, they're also the best team in the SEC. Kentucky's the second best. Kentucky's been very, very good. The reason why I like Texas A and M to do it is one, they have been playing better than Kentucky of late. Uh, Kentucky famously lost that game uh, against Vanderbilt, who's playing better but Dude. not an elite team by any stretch. Uh, I think Texas A&M will be able to exploit Oscar Chibwe's pretty terrible pick-and-roll defense. Wade Taylor the fourth is an absolute stud and would be the best player on the floor in that game if they end up playing each other. A&M coming off a big win against Alabama. Uh, who knows what's going to happen to – so, yeah. I mean, I guess the flip side of that is other than Kentucky, you look at the next two favorites, you look at Alabama, they've been worse down the stretch. You don't know what's going to happen to Brandon Miller. Is that going to be a distraction? Is he going to – Something going to come out where he can't play. Even so, Alabama's kind of been limping. Could have lost to Auburn. Could have lost to – who else did they play recently where they almost lost? Uh, it was another team. Yeah, Maybe Arkansas? I don't know. And Tennessee sucks now. They just lost their point guard, Ziegler. Their defense is great, but they can't score. So you knock two faves off the board. You're sitting there with Tamu at plus 500 and Kentucky as really the two big contenders. Give me that value. Man, I hammered it. You want to talk about value? What about a team that's won nine of their last ten games in the SEC and you can get it plus 4,800 Vandy? In their home city? Man, nine of the, dude, in Bridgestone. They're a hot team. They beat Tennessee. They beat I don't think they have the talent to win enough games They beat Kentucky at Kentucky. They're hot, though. They are hot. No, I mean, honestly, if you want to take a flyer on Vandy, I like that. I like that better than just betting the fave in Kentucky. So uh, I'm fine with it. Let's see. Kentucky. I just love AM. Kentucky's going to be a spicy team in March, I think. With gonna, Kentucky could absolutely be good if they can figure out the defense. Uh, they could obviously win any game they play. So they're scary. No one wants to play them. Uh, let's, uh, spe- so let's go from scary, no one wants to play them, to a conference where uh, not scary, everybody wants to play them, the Pac 12. Uh, <laughs> hey, shot at UCLA, shot at Arizona. They got two fi- good teams. They're fine. UCLA is good. I, you know, I love Jaime Hawkes. I can't get enough Jaime. Jaime Hawkes, and don't forget about Tiger. Yeah. He's still there. Tiger Campbell, tiny little still guy, kicking. tiny guy, uh, little guy. I, I got UCLA here. I, I don't love it. I just couldn't. So just take don't Arizona bet it. Two hundred. So you're just not betting it. Are you bet? Are you gonna place a wager on UCLA? No, I'm not. <sighs> I don't know. I'll, I'll probably bet some indie games and see how it goes. I can't take UCLA plus 110. I, I, so the thing is, if it wasn't for Jalen Clark, who had a, their best rebounder foot injury, no one really knows how serious it is. I don't think it impacts them this tournament. Something to look out for in March, though, okay. uh, in the real tournament. But, yeah, I just don't. UCLA's the pack's weak. 110, you might end up liking that because it's going to be UCLA versus Arizona, and then you're going to have the fave at plus 110. Yeah. It's not terrible. I mean, Short trip to Vegas, maybe they're less likely to get distracted. I don't Probably know. been there before. I don't know. I like they did I, just shellac Arizona. Yeah, I if I if I was going to take a long shot in this conference, I'm probably looking at like Oregon just because they yeah played Oregon well. absolutely Oregon. They played UCLA close ish twice. Uh, Dana Altman in yeah. tournaments has proven himself. 
they got, I think, four seniors or four juniors, something like that. So that's the kind of formula you're looking for to win tournament games. Yeah. But on the flip side is Oregon kind of sucks. They kind of suck. Yeah, that's like my thing. If they don't win like, the whole thing, they're not gonna, they kind of suck. I just don't think. Like, uh, yeah, could they do it? Sure. They kind of suck. You know what? Sneaky sucks. USC sneaky sucks. I watched that game the other day with Boogie Ellis, uh, Duke, Duke transfer. He's their only offense. Everything goes through Boogie, and he's fucking awesome. But he's also like not good enough to start at Duke, and he's their only <laughs> offense. So uh, yeah, USC they have no shot. Like I, uh, I think they could end up losing to Arizona State, not making the tournament. Man, I miss I miss Dunk City, man. I was hoping. I do too. Uh, God, you think any if he could have done that at Florida Gulf? Granted, he did it for what two years, maybe yeah, just yeah, one yeah. year with True Dunk City. You think he'd be able to do it with the Flash at USC? Maybe Bronny James will save him. <laughs> Who knows, man. Uh, let's go to the last last conference you have on the slate. Uh, uh, it's a basketball conference, man. It's the Big East. Uh, tough teams. I think they're going to be well represented in March. They always are. Uh, are you talk? Are you taking shot? Are you taking Chaka's Marquette? No, I'm taking number four seeded Connecticut, plus two hundred. I think Connecticut is a tale of three seasons here. The first, the beginning of the season, they looked unbeatable. I think they were ranked one in the country at some point. Then they really slid in the middle stretch where they lost like six of eight or something like that. Absolutely terrible. Fell out of the conversation. And now they're back to being really good again. They're eight and one in their last nine. They're ranked two in that metric on Torvik, four for the season overall in Ken Palm. You take out that terrible stretch, they are playing like one of the best basketball teams in the country, uh, along with Gonzaga, which people are definitely sleeping on. That's just a tip for March. Don't sleep on Gonzaga this year. Everyone is. This is the year that they might actually do it. Uh, I think they just – Connecticut just stopped Marquette. They just stopped Providence. They just beat Villanova on the road. Connecticut's back. Connecticut could win the whole thing. Connecticut could win the Big East plus 200. I feel like you need a quirky coach in March, and Dan Hurley is exactly that. He's a – quirky looking uh sort of like he's he looks like a uh scott van pelt motherfucker but he can coach who, who is kevin ollie was he the previous coach yeah he, he got was terrible and got fired he got after fired. having one good season yeah he was he and then he got like mired in a lawsuit with the school I yeah think, it, just, it was ugly yeah maybe he was the problem connecticut's back it's good it's good when connecticut's good we can all hope to achieve the dream of one day coaching at our alma mater getting fired and then being in a protracted legal battle with our alma mater i think that's the best you can hope for that's how you that's how you tie things up neatly <laughs> that's uh that's called the narrative uh damn i think we covered it yeah let's win some money i think we just did it that was a 20 here's the fucking crazy thing we this is gonna be like under 30 minutes long our podcasts are always so fucking long because you have Capper talking about nothing. <laughs> Look at how quick this podcast was without Capper going, well, you know, well, you know, Kentucky in March, you know, they're a good team and they're well coached and they have good players. Name a player on Kentucky. Well, you know, they're good players. They're really, in March, you're not going to want to. Am I being, t- I'm being too mean? But he fell asleep. He should have been awake. Hey, no, it's okay. He lost this year. He cut corners. He knows it. He'd be the first to admit it. He's accountable. Man. I don't even mean that Capper's not accountable at all. He's never been accountable in his life. I'm I'm really, really starting to worry that he cares more about his kids than gambling on sports. God, that's dark. (laughs) (laughs) When you think about it, it's like 
way more basic because more people in the world have kids than gamble on sports. And that's the problem. That's the problem right there. 